O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, July 15th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Devarim, and it means words. Deuteronomy 2, 16-37 When all the warriors Hashem spoke to me, saying, You are now passing through the territory of Moab, through Ar. You will not be close to the Ammonites, and not harass them or start a fight with them. For I will not give It was formerly inhabited by Mephiah, whom the Ammonites called Zam Zumo, people great and numerous the Anakites. Hashem wiped them out so that the Ammonites dispossessed them and settled in their place. As he did for the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir, when he wiped out the Horites, so that they dispossessed them and settled in their place, as is still the case. So too, with the Avim who dwelt in the villages in the vicinity of Gaza, the Kaphtorim who came from Crete, wiped them out and settled in their place. Up, set out across the Wadi Arnon. See, I give into your power Sihon the Amorite of Heshbon and his land. Begin the occupation, engage him in battle. 
This day I begin to put the dread and fear of you upon the peoples everywhere under heaven, so that they shall tremble and quake because of you whenever they hear you mentioned. Then I sent messengers from the wilderness of Kedemoth, to Sihon of Heshbon, with an offer of peace as follows. Let me pass through your country. I will keep strictly to the highway, turning off neither to the right nor to the left. What food I eat, will supply for money, and what water I drink, furnish for money. Just let me pass through. As the descendants of Esau, who dwell in Seir, did for me, and the Moabites, who dwell in Ar, that I may cross the Jordan into the land that Hashem our God is giving us. But King Sihon of Heshbon refused let us pass through, because Hashem had stiffened his will and hardened his heart in order to deliver him into your power, as is now the case. And Hashem said to me, See, I begin by placing Sihon and his land at your disposal. Begin the occupation. Take possession. Sihon, with all his men, took the field against us at Jahaz, and Hashem our God delivered him to us. And we defeated him and his sons and all his men. At that time, we captured all his towns and we doomed every town, men, women, and children, leaving no survivor. We retained as booty only the cattle and the spoil of the cities that we captured. From a roar on the edge of the Arnon Valley, including the town in the valley itself, Gilead, not a city was too mighty for us. Hashem our God delivered everything to us. all along the Wadi Jabbok and the towns of the hill country, just as Hashem our God had commanded. First Chronicles 19, 1-21-30 Sometime afterward, Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, died and his son succeeded him as king. David said, I will faith with Hanan, son of Nahash, since his father kept faith with me. David sent messengers with condolences to him over his father. But when David's courtiers came to the land of Ammon, to Hanan with condolences, the Ammonite officials said to Hanan, Do you think David is really honoring your father just because he sent you men with condolences? Why, it is to explore to subvert and to spy out the land that his courtiers have come to you. So Hanan seized David's courtiers, shaved them, and cut away half of their garments up to their buttocks, and sent them off. When David was told about the men, he dispatched others to meet them. But the men were greatly embarrassed. And the king gave orders, stay in Jericho until your beards grow back. Ammonites realized that they had incurred the wrath of David. So Hanan and the Ammonites sent 1,000 silver shekels to hire chariots and horsemen from around Naharam, around Makkah, and Zobah. They hired 2,000 chariots. The king of Makkah and his army came and encamped before Mediba. The Ammonites were mobilized from their cities and came to do battle. On learning this, David sent out Joab Ammonites marched out and took up their battle position at the entrance of the city, 
while the kings who came took their stand separately in the open. Joab saw that there was a battle line against them, both front and rear. So he made a selection from all the picked men of Israel and arrayed them against the Arameans. The rest of the troops he put under the command of his brother Abishai and arrayed them against the Ammonites. Joab said, If the Arameans prove too strong for me, you come to my aid. And if the Ammonites prove too strong for you, I will come to your aid. Let us be strong and resolute for the sake of our people and the towns of our God, and Hashem will do what he deems right. Joab and the troops with him marched into battle against the Arameans who fled before him. And when the Ammonites saw that the Arameans had fled, Two fled before his brother Abishai and withdrew into the city. So Joab went to Jerusalem. When the Arameans saw that they had been routed by Israel, they sent messengers to bring out the Arameans from across the Euphrates. Shaphak, Adadezer's army commander, led them. David was informed of it. He assembled all Israel, crossed the Jordan, and came and took up positions against them. David drew up his forces against Aram, and they fought with him were put to flight by David killed 7,000 Aramean charioteers and 40,000 footmen. He also killed Shaphak, the army commander. And when all the vassals of Hadadezer saw that they had been routed by Israel, they submitted to David and became his vassals. And the Arameans would not help. Battle. Joab and devastated the land of Ammon and then the king of Rabbah. Jerusalem. Joab reduced Rabbah and left it in ruins. David took the crown from the head of their king. He found that it weighed a kaikar of gold, and in it were precious stones. It was placed on David's head. He also carried off a vast amount of booty from the city. He led out the people who lived there, and he hacked them with saws and iron threshing boards and axes. David did thus to all the towns of Ammon. Then David and all the troops returned to Jerusalem. After this, fighting broke out with the Philistines at Gezer. That was when Sibachai, the Hushathite, killed Sippai, descendant of the Rephaim, and they were humbled. Again, there was fighting with the Philistines, and Elkanan, son of Yair, killed Rami, the brother of Goliath the Gittite. His spear had a shaft like a warrior's beam. Once again, there was, a, there was fighting again. There was a giant of a man with twenty-four fingers and toes, six on each hand, and six on each foot was descended from the Rapha. When he taunted Israel, Jonathan, son of David's brother, Shimea, these were descended from the Rapha and Gath. They fell by the hands of David and his men. Satan rose against Israel and incited David to number Israel. David said to Joab and to the commanders of the army, Israel from Beersheba to Dan and give me information as to their number. Joab answered, 
May Hashem increase his people a hundredfold. My Lord King, are they not all subjects of my Lord? Why should my Lord require this? Why should it be a cause of guilt for Israel? However, the king's command to Joab remained firm, so Joab set out and traversed all Israel. He then came to Jerusalem. Joab reported to David the number of the people that had been recorded. All Israel comprised 1,100,000 ready to draw the sword, while in Judah there were 470,000 men ready to draw the sword. He did not record among them Levi and Benjamin because the king's command had become repugnant to Joab. Hashem was displeased about this matter and he struck Israel said to Hashem, I have sinned grievously in having done this thing. Please remit the guilt of your servant, for I have acted foolishly. Hashem ordered Gad, David's seer, go and tell David, Thus said Hashem, I offer you three things. Choose one of them, and I will bring it upon you. Thus said Hashem, select for yourself a three-year famine, that you be swept away three months before your adversaries with the sword of your enemies overtaking you, or three days of the sword of Hashem, pestilence in the land. The angel of Hashem destruction throughout the territory of Israel. Now consider what reply I shall take back to him who sent me. David said to Gad, I am in great distress. Let me fall into the hands of Hashem is very great, and let me not fall into the hands of men. Hashem sent a on Israel, and 70,000 men fell in Israel. Hashem sent an angel to Jerusalem to destroy it, but as he was about to wreak destruction, Hashem saw and renounced further punishment and said to the destroying angel, Enough! Stay your hand. The angel of Hashem was then standing by the threshing floor of Jebusite. David looked up and saw the angel of Hashem standing between heaven and earth with a drawn sword in his hand directed against Jerusalem. David and the elders, covered in sackcloth, threw themselves on their faces. David said to Hashem, Was it not I alone who ordered the numbering of the people? I alone am guilty and have caused severe harm. But these sheep, what have they done? Hashem, my God, let your hand fall upon me and my father's house, and let not your people be plagued. The angel of Hashem told Gad to inform David that David should go and set up an altar to Hashem on the threshing floor of Ornon, the Jebusite. David went up, following Gad's instructions, which he had delivered in the name of Hashem. Ornon, too, saw the angel. His four sons who were with him hid themselves while Ornon kept on threshing wheat. David came to Ornon. When Ornon looked up, he saw David and came off the threshing floor and bowed low to David with his face to the ground. David said to Ornon, Sell me the site of the threshing floor, that I may build on it an altar to Hashem. Sell it to me at the full price, that the plague against the people will be checked. Ornon said to David, Take it, and let my lord the whatever he sees fit. See, I donate oxen for burnt offerings.
boards and the threshing boards for wood, as well as wheat for a meal offering. I donate all of them. But King David replied to Ornan, No, I will buy them at the full price. I cannot make a present to God of what belongs to you, or sacrifice a burnt offering that has cost me. So David paid Ornan for the site 600 shekels worth of gold. And David built there an altar to Hashem and sacrificed burnt offerings and offerings of well-being. He invoked Hashem, who answered him with fire from heaven on the altar of burnt offerings. Hashem ordered the angel to return his sword to its sheath. At that time, when David saw that Hashem answered him at the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite, there he sacrificed. For the Mishkan of Hashem, which Moses had made in the wilderness, and the altar of burnt offerings were at that time in the shrine at Gibbon. And David was unable to go to it to worship Hashem, because he was terrified by the sword of the angel of Hashem. Chapter 9 Romans 2, 25-3 For circumcision verily profits if you keep the Torah, but if you be a breaker of the Torah, your circumcision is made uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the Torah, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the Torah, judge you who by the letter and circumcision do transgress the Torah. For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men but of God. What advantage then has the Jew, or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. For what if someone did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yes, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that you might be justified in your saying and might overcome when you are judged. But if our unrighteousness commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who takes vengeance? I speak as a man, God forbid. For then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God has more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? And not rather as slanderously reported, as some affirm that we say, us do evil, that good may come, whose damnation is just. Psalm 11, 1-7 In the Lord do I put my trust. How do you say, my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For lo, the wicked bend their bow, they make their arrow ready upon the stream, that they may privily shoot at the upright. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? 
The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try, the children of men. The Lord tries the righteous, but the wicked and him that love violence his soul hates. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire, and brimstone, and a horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. For the righteous Lord loves righteousness. His countenance does uphold the upright. Proverbs 19, 10-12 Delight is not seemly for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over princes. The discretion of a man defers his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. The king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, when his favor is as dew upon the grass. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song. Nobody Like You by Paul Wilbur. Thank you. 
from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>